Come on in because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, your host and guide through our Outwatch journey. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We are in the second episode of our Survivor David versus Goliath Rewatch. Uh, this is the 37th season. And whether you are rewatching along with us, whether you are watching the season for the very first time, or you are just thinking back on moments past. We are glad that you have joined us. Like I said, today we will be taking on the second episode of Survivor David vs. Goliath, titled The Chicken Has Flown the Coop. <laughs> um... And before we get into the details of this episode, you should know I am not alone. As always, I'm joined by the other three quarters of this podcast who are watching this season for the very first time. Um, so first, Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hello. How's it going? So good, Scott. So good. Even though you stole my thunder with my chicken damn Morris joke before the pod started. But it's that's all right. my favorite. That's my favorite joke that we have. <laughs> and, like every time you play it, I laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Still to this day. <laughs> uh, yeah, Christian's delivery. I had to save the Christian's delivery of this line too because it's it also is quite funny. The chicken has flown the coop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, television gold. Um, Scott, I I uh, want to ask. Um, in this episode with. You know, the the biblical nature of this season, you know, some uh, corporations in the midst of the pandemic uh, noted that they incurred biblical losses. But, you know, this is a, a biblical story. Is the inspiration of David versus Goliath. And so curious if you, you know, we've done this as this exercise before where we've tried to pitch themes for other Survivor seasons. Uh, if you were to base another Survivor season off of a different story from the good book, uh, what would what what would be your pitch? Yeah, so I've had like five minutes to think about this. Yeah, you, guys, you gotta bear with me. You guys gotta bear with me. Don't don't initially like scoff at it. Survivor, Jonah and the whale. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, how's this one gonna work, Scott? Okay, so you got a tribe. It's a bunch of guys all named Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a tribe of literal <laughs> and then they they see that big fish and they say i didn't know they made such an animal <laughs> exactly a tribe of freaking whales yeah. <laughs> imagine the possibilities Okay, how how do you see this one? <laughs> so literally, there's a tribe of like you know eight 
men <laughs> named Jonah <laughs> and then eight actual ass whales. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I picture like a lot of like blowhole like usage. <laughs> 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 like physical challenges. Four, today's <laughs> challenge. You're gonna shoot a target, but they're just gonna like when <laughs> <laughs> you get like a Jonah in confessional, like I, this just isn't fi- I don't have a blowhole. How am I supposed to compete in this challenge? They're a literal freaking whale. <laughs> yeah. Jonah and the whale. Um do you think Tony Vlachos could show up in the in this season? Because I think he could he could talk to the whales. Yeah, but like the the whales would communicate like by sonar, right? Like, yeah, just like that, <laughs> just like that. Like they're speaking a whole different language. Yeah. <laughs> Did you imagine Jeff trying to interact with it? Like, <laughs> so, well, what's it like to be a whale? How does being a whale? Influence how you play this game. It's like pretty <laughs> <on the> other- <laughs> all right. I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> Hold on, I've got, I'm trying to find one more. It's not happening. Which season was it? I don't know. I was trying to get the. It's happening right now. Uh-oh. Oh well. I say uh, that all the time. <laughs> Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thank you for having me. Biblical story that you would like to base a season of Survivor off of. Yeah, my first thought, and I'm going to go with it, is the Battle of Jericho. Okay. Uh, so for those of you who did not grow up hearing Bible stories. <laughs> uh, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a song that goes with this one, probably from VeggieTales. Uh, but basically, it's, it's bananas. There's like a walled city Mm -hmm. and they take it down by every day they just blow trumpets and march around the city and it crumbles so i think that this season would just be one tribe of uh band uh marching band okay participants uh and one tribe of uh masons and uh, we'll just see what happens (laughs) (laughs) that's what i got so as a flautist what's it like (laughs) yeah interesting uh okay adam how about you welcome to outwatch so good to be here uh i i went with a bit of a deep cut okay um i think survivor elisha and the two bears okay okay um so, so for for those of you who don't know, uh, there, there is a story, and I believe Ezekiel, um, about the prophet Elisha, and he's like walking outside of town, and a bunch of kids come up and are like, "Hey, Baldy!" And Elisha doesn't like that, so he calls two bears to kill them. <laughs> yep, yep. So, so for Survivor, right? What yes, I would this, do is, this is the, is, the next. Uh, yeah, there's, the question. There's a uh, there's a tribe of uh, Elishas who are just older bald men, okay, and then a tribe of bears from like the gay subculture, not actual bears, 
but like the gay subculture of, of like more masculine, typically hairy gay men. Interesting. Which doesn't exactly work because I guess like the bears are really fighting the kids. So right. maybe one of the so maybe maybe Jeff should shave his head and he would be Elisha and mm. then and then we'd have a team of kids versus the bears. Oh, like but a kid nation time. Bring back the cast of Kid Nation. Yeah. Kid Nation. There we go. Freaking bring Greg out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could basically fight a bear because uh... <laughs> you know what? I grew up fighting bears. Yeah. yeah. I grew up fighting bears. <laughs> All of my butchering skills that I just happened to have. <laughs> Sixteen year old just grew up doing everything. That dude was a freaking plant. That was a plant. <laughs> yeah, he was certainly a plant. <laughs> uh, I've got a, I've got a couple ideas. I'm, th- I'm thinking about Survivor Noah's Ark, where you, you get pairs, and you like do like. 10 tribes of two and you, you compete as pairs. Um, there was, okay. I don't know if anybody remembers this. This is tangentially. When you said Noah's Ark, my first thought was like a water world type season where they're like all on one boat and or that there was cruise ship. (laughs) Sponsored by carnival cruises. (laughs) There was, I think it lasted like one season. It was a survivor type reality show that was like pirate themed. Yeah, pirate master. Everybody, everybody was like one crew, and then like you had to do these competitions, and like the winner got to be the captain. They got to elect like a first mate, and then like there was. They, they like sent someone home somehow and then the winner got something. But they all had to like operate a boat. Like mm-hmm. it was like a real like thing. And if anybody can remember the name of this show, because I have no idea what this is and there's nothing to Google. Pirate <laughs> Master. Pirate Master. Yep. We should, uh, we should we watch should that watch at the we? very least. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm done taking my television. Eight-year-old watching that? Love that show. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure twenty-nine-year-old sure me holds up. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. After the one season it was on, it totally holds up. <laughs> you could maybe do like Survivor Tower of Babel, where you get like sixteen people who all speak different languages. Wow. Speak different languages and put I like them together. That. Um I had one more, but it's just eluding me now. That would actually be really interesting to just go like no tribes. It's just it's all like the whole season is post merge, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and no, nobody speaks the same language no as one, one another. Speaks the same language. Yeah, that would be such a treat for viewers. There's, yeah, I was going to say 16, it would not make for good TV. <laughs> there's no. 16 Jeff probes, one for each person, yeah. and so that way they can speak to <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hmm. Um, okay, well let's let's move on here to the content of our episode. <laughs> you mean that's not why we're here? <laughs> yeah, hard to believe, right? <laughs> Hit us up, CBS. We've got yeah, so many good ideas. ideas. <laughs> we got your your wells run and drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got ideas. Just doing the work for them over here, basically. <laughs> okay, let's start by taking our traditional trip. Down to tree mail and talking about what happened in this episode. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's go. 
This starts out by the David's tribe getting flint, um, but they can't get the fire started and the Goliaths are struggling too. the weather is very bad. Um, Nick and Christian create the Mason Dixon Alliance, the second named alliance from Nick this season. Um, and in a show of goodwill, both tribes get a fire making kit and a tarp because literally it has not stopped raining and people might die out here if they don't get one. Yeah. Angelina proposes an alliance with Natalia and Kara and the men, which they are aligned with on the Goliath side of things. And Jeremy, in a little bit of snooping, finds Dan's idol hidden in his jacket and he shares that information with Mike. Meanwhile, on the David side, Davey finds the David idol. Carl reveals that he wants to vote out Lyrsa. Elizabeth tells Lyrsa this. And uh, everything goes haywire from there. Back at the Goliath tribe, Natalie is not here for the fun, wants to kick the tribe back into gear to get the shelter going. But John instead wants to work with her uh, in a unexpected twist. But when John confronts Natalie and says that, hey, you know, people are talking about you. Natalie is not having it and goes and confronts everyone which culminates in Jeremy trying to level with Natalie, but she is not having it and tells him that his feedback is wrong. At the immunity and reward challenge, we've got a boat and table puzzle for a fishing kit and immunity. The Goliaths win this one handily. It's a blowout, sending the Davids to tribal council for the first time. B and Jess are targeting Lyrsa but are not conversational with Gabby about it. They seem closed off with sketches out. Gabby puts her radars on alert. Um, and Elizabeth brings in Gabby and um, Christian and Nick to try and rally votes against Jessica instead of Lyrsa. So now Mason Dixon here is in the power position to choose between Jessica and Lyrsa. And ultimately, they side with Elizabeth, Gabby, and Lyrsa, and vote out Jessica. Voted out five to four in this round. Um, okay, let's let's start here with you know we're still early on the season. Jessica not gotten a lot of airtime from us, but in in y'all's estimation, what was um, the impact of Jessica on the game, and what did she do wrong here? causing her to be voted out. Anybody got anything? Or are we just too early in the game to be able to assess that? I mean, uh, Elizabeth described this as, so, so there's Jessica and then what was the other girl's name? Uh, whatever. And there was Carl. B? B? Are you talking B. about B? Yeah, 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 yeah. B, the the female MMA fighter. Yes. Um, and there was Carl, and I think I was it. I think I was the, the entirety of their lines. Um, and in Elizabeth's estimation, the only thing that B and Carl had in common was Jessica, which at flawed thinking. Like when everybody votes opposite of you, you'll pair up with the people that voted the same as you. So like getting rid of the one person isn't going to change anything, but whatever. Um, as much as, but like, so it, it seemed like Jessica's big 
sin was that she was the leader or the perceived leader of this. I, I don't, from the editing, it doesn't seem like it was necessarily like the case, but they all seem so convinced that I'm sure there's something that happened like off camera that we just sure. didn't see um, why people thought this. Uh, it's, it's also really weird to like, it's early on, especially early on. It's so bad to just like look at people and say like, this is who we're voting for. We're not having a conversation. Yeah. Like that makes no sense. We've seen that backfire a number of times um, and like, it's never going to work. And so I don't know. It just, this whole like tribal council vote seemed kind of dumb to me. Anyway, like it just didn't feel like it didn't feel like there was any good reason for anybody to get rid of anybody other than that person seems to be a leader trying to get the person that I like off. Right. So we'll get rid of them, which like fair enough. That's a fair enough reason. But I don't know. No matter who goes, it doesn't feel satisfying to the viewer in any way. Sure. Yeah, that like the story that we get is that the the crucial flaw here yeah was the way that um b and jess kind of shut down the conversation with gabby and just said like yep this is the vote easy done um and which sets you know gabby's anxieties off of like okay what are they not telling me why don't they want to talk right um and everything spirals from there okay what are the most noteworthy parts of this episode that y'all want to Talk about the most here um, at the top of things. Scott, is there is there anything jumping to mind that should not be buried further in this podcast? I was very annoyed at the hide the idol in plain sight tactic <laughs> by Cop Dan. Mm-hmm. Hot Cop They're Dan. Like, shouldn't you like Somebody's like, should you bury that? He's like, nah, they'll expect that. I'm going to hide it in my jacket right in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, sure I enough. Question. I have a question. Yes. Is this jacket gate? <laughs> is that, what do you mean is, is a jacket gate? I have a friend who is a super avid Survivor fan. I told him we were watching this and he said, hashtag jacket gate. It's not jacket gate. I believe that's next episode and okay. you'll Ooh. know, you'll know when it's jacket. Gate. Okay. I was like, did I, cause I was like, Oh, I haven't seen that. And then we started talking about this and I was like, have I seen that? Okay. Continue on. Yeah. Mm, it's not, it's not okay. next episode. It's a, it's a couple away, but you'll, you'll okay. know when a jacket gate happens. I can't okay. wait for jacket gate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I was very annoyed by that whole deal. Cause like, if, I don't know. But also, like, I'm kind of torn on the whole, like, should you go through other people's stuff on the Survivor show? Like, I know we've talked about that before in previous. Sure. Times, but like, I don't know. It's just like a weird gray area. Like, I get, like, why you'd be confident. Like, nobody's going to look through your stuff. But also, you're on Survivor, so yeah. you should expect people to look through your stuff. There's no, I was very, no privacy I was very out here. What was that? No privacy on yeah, Survivor. Well, I don't know. Overall, I was just very annoyed at, like, the, like, Kind of like the arrogance, like, oh, yeah, we're fine. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now he's kind of hosed because of that. So. Yeah. Emily, what about you? What was front of mind coming off of this episode? Uh, 
I'm going to go like more thousand foot view. Yes. With my observations. Yes. I think I, I always want to root for the underdog in Survivor. And I've noticed that, like, as we've talked about the episodes, as we go through a season, there will be someone who's a total underdog and I'll want them to win. And as soon as they're winning, I'm like, nah, like I want someone else <laughs> to win. Sure. So I find that interesting with the way that this season is set up because they have a whole tribe that's devoted to being the underdogs. Yeah. So I'm immediately like, well, yeah, I want them to win. And I think that's just because that's kind of what I always do. Um. So I find that interesting and I was really hoping they'd win. And then in this episode, it just kind of felt like they just can't catch a break. And they also, they feel that way. Yeah. So it's kind of sad to watch them. Um, so I was sad that they went to tribal, but we'll see if, I hope this isn't one of those things where like the tribes are so uneven, they just keep losing and losing. Sure. We'll see what happens with them. So that was an interesting thing I was thinking about. Um, I also noticed another like meta observation <laughs> when we watched millennials versus Gen X. I've said this before. I felt like the strategy is so evolved that when like they went to tribal, I just did, I didn't even know who was going to be voted out because I couldn't like follow the thread of mm-hmm. what was happening. And I felt that way with this tribal. Okay. And I feel like that's probably going to continue because this is a newer season. Sure. It's just interesting because we've watched so many older seasons mm-hmm. to see how advanced the strategy has become. Yeah, that I was going to ask that question is is if you what you thought going into tribal um, this episode. It sounds like you were pretty, um, I don't know, thrown about like you didn't know which way it was going to go. Yeah, I had no idea. The only indication was when they were actually at tribal, and I think it was B. Is that her name, B? Mm-hmm. Who. Jeff was like, you know, what's your strategy or whatever? And she was like, I'm just going to keep it simple. I, I just think we should vote out like the weakest person or whatever she mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of played into the, like, if you think it's simple, it's not that yeah. we just over and over, even in the older episodes and older seasons. So I was like, okay, well maybe that's not going to work out. And sure enough, it did not. <laughs> there yeah, was a good, it was, it was a time. Lyrsa had a good confessional about this where they're like, uh, she shows confusion about being pegged the weakest, having one, you know, a challenge for the tribe early on. Um, I pulled this as a good reaction shot. Uh, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) That was like, I did wonder where that came from. Mm Mm-hmm. If there was stuff we didn't see because that's I mean, she's got a good point yeah she came out strong in the first very very first thing they did uh adam what about you what um is front of mind from this episode um i want john and natalie Johnny and Natalie to be a like team so badly. <laughs> like nothing would make me happier to see those two pair up because and we talked about it last episode. I really, I really like Johnny. He seems like a really fun guy. He seems like a nice guy. And yeah. like we talked about Natalie being a plant quote unquote, whatever last episode <laughs> as a joke. And Natalie doesn't seem to be changing much but i also think there's something about natalie that's just kind of 
this is just kind of the way that she is. She's really direct and she's, she's older. So she may not feel like she can help physically as much. And so she feels like this is how she can help. So she like, this is whatever. She's also the CEO of a publishing house or something like that. So she's pretty used to working with people who do what she says and just kind of like, right. whatever. I don't think she's a bad person as much as like, it's easy to kind of nitpick that. And John, Johnny kind of gave her a chance here. John was mm-hmm. like, Hey, like, I, I don't think everybody like sees what I see in this and whatever. And then she turns around and talks to literally everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Does the worst survivor thing you can do. It's, it's so hard to root for her from like a survivor perspective because it's just the wrong thing to do. At that moment. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's camp out on the Natalie Cole of it all. Um, here for a little bit because this probably is like the the biggest stuff from the episode yeah like n- everybody's getting annoyed by natalie people are having fun she's like hey got a shelter to build gang come on like um john sees the opportunity to align with her because it would be unexpected yeah. um and it's like hey you know people are starting to get annoyed with you like people are throwing your name out and then we get a montage of Natalie talking to every person <laughs> saying, um, so why are you want to voting me? Why do you want to vote me out? <laughs> uh, and it's, it's good. It's good stuff. It's great. <laughs> uh, she coins Natalie Napalm this episode yeah. as well. What did we think about? I think the the defining, you know, the icing on the cake here is is Jeremy's attempt to really like level with her. Um, Scott, do you want do you want to talk about this this moment where, you know, Jeremy's like, hey, let's have a conversation, you know, person to person here. Do you, do you remember yeah. this? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So this is kind of right in the midst of all of the like. Natalie's going around confronting. Yes. directly her enemies kind of thing yeah so he goes up and he's like hey i want to level with you um like there's a lack of self-awareness here like you're telling people like you're getting on to people but you're also not really doing anything and that's rubbing people the wrong way and basically she's like nah i'm okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 like no self-awareness uh-huh. at all shown um uh-huh. and so basically, Jeremy, I'm pretty sure he said he had like a background in psychology. Sure. Did he say that? I think conflict um, had, resolution. Yeah, I think he's like, he had some kind yeah. of background in that. So like he could kind of read people. And he's like, yeah, there's no, there's no, no remorse. There's nothing there. Like she's a lost cause basically <laughs> after that conversation. I love how quickly he goes from like, oh yeah, I can help her to like, she's gone. Like, yeah, yeah. From there. yeah, we gotta get her. We gotta get her out of here. <laughs> Well, I tried. <laughs> yeah, All it, I could do. <laughs> it just it's just wild to me like you know, remove the fact that it's on survivor. Just like in any situation, if someone were to say like, "Hey, because I like want good for you, I'm going to give you some like constructive feedback which might be hard to hear, but you need to hear it." You know, and they say the thing and then be me saying, "Yeah, it's not true." <laughs> the thing is she wasn't even like i'm not gonna listen to this she was like that is 
patently false. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, I get along with everybody. Right. Well, I, yeah. That's yeah, why I think she's a plant. Right. You know, like, you need a chaos, create your character. Go. She's like chaos cast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Natalie that, Cole, zero percent chance of winning this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that really is the thing is she like she doesn't believe it's not that like she 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 hears them and it's like oh, okay like there, there's an issue in my approach or like what it's like she looks at it and says like no no one has a problem with me it's like just completely like oblivious yeah. to like what yeah. the actual yeah. reaction is whatever and it's like one thing to acknowledge like i know people have a problem with me but that's the way i am yeah like that would be one thing yeah I'd be like yeah okay totally fine like you just, just completely like ignores that like that there's even a problem right right but in her world though like she's probably used to people just telling her what she wants to hear because she's the boss sure well, so i mean yeah but it's it's probably something still, like it's something that like she she has the power to like say what or how a situation is um she has the ability to tell people what to do and they have to go do it. Like there, there are any number of things that like, I completely understand. And she's older and like set in her ways. And like, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, we all get worse as we get older. Like, it's just, yeah. Well, we yeah. Do. <laughs> Can you imagine her on undercover boss? <laughs> At the end. Cast I, it. Cast it. I'll yeah. watch this. Another CBS oh. show too. So they yeah, probably. Right. Yeah, yeah. I honestly don't really watch, or I don't even know. This is definitely not on the air anymore. I never did watch that, but I just imagine at the end, like I know it's supposed to be a heartwarming, like five learned so much, but I think with her, she'd be like, wrong. Like, oh, wrong. I'm correct. I've learned that all my employees do not work hard enough and need me yeah. to micromanage them further. <laughs> Thank you, CBS, for putting yeah. this out. Nice and good to me. Natalie Napalm. Gotta love it. Um, let's hit through some of these other other notes here. I've said a number of times and we'll say here again, I think the worst part of Survivor has to be these cold, rainy nights. That looks miserable. Absolutely miserable. Um, wanted to call out Jeremy's line regarding Dan and Kara. He says, I think Dan's in a showmance and Kara is in a strategy. Mm-hmm. Did y'all clock this? One? And what did you think about this? Does this like color any of what we saw last episode regarding Dan and Kara at all in your minds? Um, or do you do you still think both of them are in a, a tough spot? I I think that Kara's in a. I think that Kara's in. I, I think that that is the best description of what's happening. Kara is doing what you should do when you're in when there's a potential for a showmance, which is, yeah, usually we're interesting. This might be something mm. I'm trying to win a million dollars though. Like yeah. right now, yeah. like we can talk about this in 37 days, like, mm. but like, and like, we'll flirt. Well, whatever. And like, Dan is like fully like, Oh no, I'm in a showmance. And it'd be yeah. cool if I want a million dollars. It's like the, the two things are flipped. And he keeps so saying I, like, man, I found an idol with the most beautiful girls out here. It's like, what yeah. what's this have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. I'm not loving that to be honest. Yeah. When he first met her. Great. Amazon. They, yes, yeah. they probably, I mean, obviously we're getting just cuts of the show, but there's, I mean, they knew each other for less than a day and he was like, 
she's everything that I want in a woman. Like you don't know that. <laughs> what does that mean? She's yeah. blonde. Yeah. It's a, yeah. That, that's the thing. It's like, see, your she's type hot is, is what you're saying. Generically pretty blonde. <laughs> right. Girl. right. It's like, like, what about what her personality? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what if she's a narcissist? Like, you don't know that yet. You don't know. What if she's a psychopath? You have no idea. Especially on Survivor. Like, everybody's definitely showing you their true self on Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't it's because she's blonde it's, and her name is Kara. And Dan's dog's name is Kara because he likes yeah. Superman. So. That's a sign. That's a really romantic little yeah, little combo there. Do you think? Do you think that Dan was trying to leverage his like meme, his meme celebrityness, try to get on The Bachelor, and he mm. could only get on Survivor? Possible, possible. Maybe he thought this was like a weird new season of The Bachelor, <laughs> and this oh is what God. he was supposed to be doing. <laughs> 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 bachelor in paradise is already a thing but like yeah bachelor stranded on a desert island <laughs> i would start watching the bachelor crap, and only two so- people there playing the bachelor and everyone else is like married or uninterested <laughs> forget survivor power of Babel. this is what we need <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Davy. We haven't talked about Davy yet. Um, and he finds an idol on the David camp um, this time. Really, really is excited about that. Um, Emily, what's your initial take on um, Davy to this point? I wish that you didn't ask me that because I don't remember who that is. He I watched this the, episode the, a week ago. He's mm. the black guy on the. Oh, he's the one who's like, I'm a nerd. Yeah. He's a blurred. Blurred, yes. So is he the one who like he was like eagle eyes out there to find that idol? Mm-hmm. Right? Because he was like, Oh, I think I see something. And obviously I'm watching it through the perspective of the camera crew. But I was like, what is he talking about? I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he found that. I forget. Obviously, I, I don't remember much about him except for what you told me. Is he in alliances? What's his deal with the social game right now? So Davey, Davey votes incorrectly at this tribal. He votes along with Carl and wow. B and Jess. Um, yeah. But also, um, yeah, I mean, I, that's, and, and he has an idol. That's <laughs> about all okay. we've, yeah. he's, he's at least not presented as, as tightly wound up, you know, in that as, as Carl, B and Jess are. Yeah. I think he's, he seems to be, <laughs> someone who's trying to find their footing and is like not quite there but it's interesting to throw in an idol in the mix sure right like we'll see how that affects his game i i think that there are people who are like and and he this he reminds me of this type of player who like is really excited to be on survivor but isn't like a super fan strategy person Mm. you know so like i'm kind of like mike white on the other tribe where it's like he he wants to hit like the high points he wants to find the immunity idol he wants to win a challenge he wants to hold individual immunity at some point like he kind of of wants to do all the survivory things but like he's not a like super survivor strategy fan like adam kind of was sure um or anybody else from that season so um, so i mean it just seems like he's having a good time out there and that's kind of the extent of it where it's like yeah like i he's 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 nerdy and he likes watching survivor and he found an idol and that's like 
huge if you're a Survivor fan, and like that's kind of the extent of his like sure. character, mm-hmm. quote unquote. He says that it smells like an idol. Yeah, <laughs> he identified its validity by smelling it. If only Jason Siska had smelled yeah. the fake idol, he would have known it was just a stick because it wouldn't have smelled yeah. like an idol. It smelled official, like a palm tree. So official uh, idol leather. Yeah. um i wanted to talk also about christian's um confessional here in this episode where he talks about as things are shifting here on the david camp that things are moving rapidly and he in his life experiences you know this like fast moving anxiety you know motivated pace and that he considers it actually to to be a positive thing in this game that somebody who moves at the quote hyper frenetic pace that he moves at is, is best equipped to handle what a game like survivor throws at him. Scott, what did you think about that comment? Do you find truth in that? Or, um, you know, maybe do you think he's misunderstanding or misrepresenting the situation? Yeah. I think he has a point. Um, survivor is, I feel like as a game is, it's just very like, like it flips, on a dime a lot of times and like i feel like a lot of times like it's not about like i feel like there's like a general plan that you need to have and like the parts in between maybe don't matter as much so being flexible can be really work to your advantage Mm -hmm. Um, like okay taking out person a versus person b does it really matter at the end of the day maybe not so let me you know go yeah why why i'll ever i feel like stuff like that i definitely like it's definitely advantageous and like this the game definitely speeds up and i think it's as we kind of noted it's definitely faster mm-hmm. it's more strategic in these seasons than previous seasons so i definitely think he has a point yeah um, with what he's talking about there i also queued up this scene um which happens pretty closely afterwards which is one of my favorite scenes of the season um, it's so subtle, but I love it. Um, I don't know if you remember this off the top of your head, but it's it's kind of Gabby and Christian's um, alliance solidification scene here on the beach. Let me let me play here. Christian, am I stupid? Look, you have to trust your instincts in this game. I know that. Do you want to play with me? Play with you? Oh, like, you no. Do you want to play this game with me? Uh, when have I ever indicated otherwise? I know. I want to play with you too. Oh, so that's why I'm asking for you. Comfortable protecting me? Of course I'm good. More than just to bond with Jess? No, I don't bond with Jess at all. Do you have a neck for sure? Gabby is basically... <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> love this. Christian, do you want to play with me? Oh, in the sand? No, no, Survivor. Do you want to play Survivor with me? <laughs> yeah, I loved that. I loved it. So, so It was good. just like, she, she did phrase that very weird. And in the scene, she's like, she is kind of running her hands and like making patterns in the sand uh-huh. and then in the way he answered it I was like he was like of course I do so I don't think he was like, of course I'll I, like of course I'm on your team in this game and so for uh-huh. him he was like well what are you talking about like it was yeah that was very funny <laughs> I, I love it so much this is such like yeah. a- it also I mean it just seems like it, it seems like Gabby's in a real like 
emotionally yeah, distressing situation mm -hmm. and so it, it almost seems like christian was like outside of the game for like just a second where he was like no no everything's gonna be fine like you're not dumb you're whatever it's like mm -hmm. yeah i'll play in the sand like like the yeah. game doesn't exist in this moment <laughs> like it's just, we're just whatever <laughs> it's so like with with the music behind it mm -hmm. and like the mm -hmm. rapid way that he talks it's so <laughs> funny to watch yeah i love it <laughs> Let's talk just a little bit about the Gabby and Christian connection here. Um, both both clocked as interesting people here in the first couple episodes. What do you think about their uh, linking up here? Do you think this is an alliance that could prove, um, you know, even though it has not been named by Nick Wilson as a longstanding one? Are you happy to see Christian and, and Gabby play together here, not only in the sand, but also in Survivor? I am. Yeah. I think Gabby mentioned, I don't know, I guess Christian described himself as hyper frenetic. And I think Gabby immediately just is like, yep, I get you. Like, mm -hmm. I know where you're from. even in that scene, she's like, they just, they just move past that so quickly. I don't mm -hmm. know. I just, they <laughs> kind of like link up so well in the way that they connect with each other. Mm -hmm. I think that'll serve them well in an alliance. Yeah. Gabby declares herself the nerd whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I watched the season live, Gabby was my pregame winner pick. So, you know, take that for really? what you will, it, whether it's a positive or a negative <laughs> to your assessment <laughs> of her. Um, anything else pre-tribal council here before we move on to tribal stuff? Uh, I wanted this to challenge sucked. Yeah. Real quick, yeah. Um, like, oh, uh, was it the one with the you had to hold the letters up? Yeah, the, the, so it, the the challenge is like you you had to like go up a ladder that you were like building. You, you had to like move the bottom rung up, and then you step on it, and then move the rung you were just standing on, and go out and get to the top, and like get something, unlock your boat or whatever, and then get puzzle pieces, and then come back, and like that's all fine. Um, like that's classic survivory thing, but then. You had to put this puzzle together on this platform that consisted of like four or five platforms that were all being balanced by pulling on a rope. Right. And you had to like keep it balanced and you had to like be like right up against it to actually build the puzzle. And then you had to walk all the way back without it falling over. Yeah. So to keep the tension of the rope exact while you move. Yeah, so 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 a state level and everything like that, and like this this took long enough. There was clearly a time skip, but they didn't tell us how much elapsed time there was. Yeah, it was painful. Yeah, it just it just seemed like a really like I don't know. I, I this didn't seem like a this didn't make the puzzle any like better. Like the puzzle seemed hard enough as it was, and then you add in this other element to it that's just feels completely unnecessary. Yeah. I I was not a fan of this component of it. This felt like a miscalculation in the challenge design that they like yeah. did not expect it to be as hard as it was. Yeah, I, I'm curious how this looked with the dream team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they must have just like crushed it. Otherwise, I can't imagine they would have right. kept it the same because, yeah, you're right. They they fast forwarded through all of it. It's not like it was compelling. Yeah. So that was annoying. They also, I don't think we talked about this last episode, but in the second challenge in episode one mm -hmm. 
there was a section where like uh, one person from each tribe had to like dig underneath a log and the first person to get through got to chop mm-hmm. the rope and the second person got to untie knots mm-hmm. or had to untie knots and I hate that mm-hmm. because you're penalizing the person that's in second place already mm-hmm. so like the chance of a comeback just like dwindles i guess like if they're really close if they're there at the exact same you know nearly the exact same time it's not going to make that huge huge of a difference but like it just i don't know that felt like a miscalculation too in planning the challenge so what you want mario kart where they get a blue shell after they finish last no i just think (laughs) that if they been allowed to cut it it would have resulted in the same thing yeah but felt a little bit closer you know like (laughs) yeah they really they are really leaning into the like the showdown parts of these challenges. Yeah. yeah. Um, the tribal council set is one of my favorites ever. It's like this legends of the hidden temple ass looking really dope set. It's like a lot of big stone things really does feel like legends of the hidden temple to me. It was cool. It's, yeah. It's a lot. Um, I've added Nick Wilson says, you know, that it can't only at tribal council can't only be based on, um, on challenge skill because, um, if they had mother Teresa, she probably wouldn't have been able to run the challenge. Yeah. Um, so adding mother Teresa to the, the branch steel for next time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Christian also just lets fly casually this analogy about, uh, survivor being like a roller coaster. Because the thrill of the roller coaster is there's part of you in the back of your mind that's not convinced that you're not going to die. And that's what makes it fun. He, you know, he lets this analogy fly and everyone's like, oh, my God. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> he is very profound. He is. Yeah. He is. His analogy games on point. <laughs> <laughs> Confessional gold for sure. Okay, as we wrap up this episode, our our next order of business is going to be the Outwatch Fantasy Draft. And so, you know, without giving away your pre-draft strategy here, interested in hearing from each of you who who you like um, in the early going here, who is drawing your eye as somebody to target in the draft. Scott, you won last time. What are your... What's your wisdom saying? Try to draft the players who are going to win. <laughs> Brilliant. No, Brilliant. Yeah. No, I don't know. You don't like specifics? Like Sure. Specific yeah. Na- name or... name the name some players that you like. Um I do like Christian a lot. I feel like he's going to go far. I like Gabby. I don't know if I like Natalie very much. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the Jeremy guy seems interesting too. Jeremy, I think that was the guy who talked tried to talk Natalie down. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way Mike White says Jeremy is funny. He's like Jeremy. <laughs> Adam, what about you? Your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I agree. Christian, Gabby are great. I talked about Elizabeth last. Uh, um, I I think 
Carl is not in a great position right now, but he's a really interesting person to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with B. I know that their whole thing kind of blew up in their face, but like they are very interesting competitors for sure. They're they're kind of ruthless, but not like insane. I don't know. It's it's it'll be interesting to watch them. Um, I mean, you know, I'm a huge. Uh, Abraham Lincoln fan. Um, <laughs> well, I'm Johnny Morrison. Uh, what do you think about the the chances of Mike White? We know how much you love him and his work, but do you think he's got a shot on Survivor? I don't think he has a chance to win. I don't. But but like so, half of the fantasy game is getting people who go far. And so the question is, will Mike go far? And I kind of feel like he's got the potential like he's kind of got those like first day jitters excited to be on survivor out of his system and i mean he's friends with jeremy now who's kind of cluing him in Mm -hmm. natalie approached him about something so like he clearly he clearly has like choices and allies i don't know i could see mike taking it like to at least the merge Mm -hmm. emily what about you anybody else not yet mentioned that's interesting to you? No. <laughs> we mentioned a lot of people. Yeah. Um, Some folks we haven't really talked about. Um, you've got Alec, Allison, Angelina on the Dave or the Goliath tribe. Um, Natalia on the Goliath tribe, all people we haven't really mentioned much of on the David's yeah, tribe. Yeah. There's Nick and Lyrsa that we haven't really talked about much. Um, Angelina was the one who kind of started that little plan, right? Yes, about, to like, form the, the Diet Black Widow Brigade. I like yeah. to refer to them as. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I think I believe they've they've froze. Uh, yeah, Scott, what do you think about Angelina? <laughs> um, I don't know that much. I I don't know how much like I actually paid attention to her. To be completely honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know that I can provide much insight into into her play so far. Fair enough. With how early it is, um, I do like the like the Black Widow thing is so cool that. If, if they could somehow replicate that, that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Emily, sorry, we'll you, you cut out. What were you saying about Angelina? No, I just said it was interesting that she kind of hatched that plan. <laughs> and I said, uh, I have no idea what my strategy is going to be for this fantasy draft because maybe I need a new strategy to came, win. Came close last time. Yeah, just keep going down that path. <laughs> Cool. Anything else from this episode before we wrap it up here? All right. Sounds like we got it all taken care of. Um, cool. Thank you for listening to this episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to the feed so you don't miss anything. And check out listener support in our description if you would like to support the podcast um next time on outwatch 
we will take on our fantasy draft where our three participants will fill their squads for the remainder of the season before we continue on through the rest of Survivor. David versus Goliath. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.